Across the Galaxy, episode two, season two. And Maddie, we're going to be talking about the Bad Batch season three, episode four. Numbers aren't our thing. We don't have to be. We're here to talk about Star Wars. Welcome along. Hi. I, I blinking, processing. What? <laughs> huh? Let's forget about the numbers. Talking about Star Wars, look, we we're going to talk about the Bad Batch in a sec. I just wanted to, I saw some stuff. There was you know, a couple of little tidbits of news very quickly uh, before we get into uh, into the episode because obviously the, this is the first sort of, you know, Star Warsy thing we've got for this year. But, uh, you know, Disney, they'll be working on some stuff for the future. And uh, obviously one of the big things last year, we're talking about, you know, new movies. We obviously dropped uh, The Mandalorian and Grogu not too long ago. That's going to be a thing. They're looking at like a, you know, second half of 2026 they reckon that's going to be hitting but the big one which i don't think we've really spoken about too much just even as friends let alone um behind the old microphone is quote unquote episode 10 but the ray movie and the only news on that is that lucasfilm have actually come out confirming the working title of it which isn't much but it's to say it's definitely not what other people are calling it and they're working on it with the working title being new jedi order because apparently the title being floated around was Episode 10, A New Beginning, and they have quoted that as categorically incorrect. So, um, I mean, just very quickly before we get into the Bad Batch, how do you feel about an Episode 10, if it's going to be as simple as that, being a Ray film, and what do you think about at least the working title of New Jedi Order? I don't mind New Jedi Order. I mean, obviously we've spoken at length on and off microphone about how the sequel trilogy names are all wrong. They're all in the wrong order. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that kind of thing. That's fine. There was obviously, there was a lot of hot takes when it was announced. And was it, they spoke with, was she the writer or the director of the film? Director, yeah. And she said a few problematic things about, you know, the direction she wants to take, which I think is going to put a lot of fans, you know, on the back foot initially. But... I'm down for it. I, you know, mm. I, I loved The Force Awakens. That was, I mean, yes, it was a cookie cutter of A New Hope, but I'm like, I don't care. It's great. So it was just, it was just the writing and stuff in the next two that kind of screwed stuff over and, you know, and the, the fight choreography wasn't great, but it's like Ray as a character, I found quite intriguing. Mm. They obviously, you know, they fucked up her heritage and all, you know, whatever your, you know, your, your personal takes are on that kind of stuff. But uh, I would love to see some redemption in the same way that, um, Hayden Christensen was, you know, panned so much during his run, and mm. now, you know, at, at you know the the Star Wars Day thing was the last year, the year before, sort of when Obi Wan came out, he finally got his love. Like people yeah. finally, you know, gave him his due, and and you know the nostalgia had kicked in. So I'm like, I'm hoping Ray can get that because it's the only character I didn't like in any of the sequel trilogies was Kylo. He was just a wobbly baby. I don't, yeah, I'm not not into that. Which is such a shame because I feel like he could have been such a great character. And I mean, he himself was doing interviews over the last couple of months because he's had a couple of projects out, uh, Adam Driver. And uh, he said once and then had to say it many times once people picked up on it was that the initial idea that was thrown at him in the beginning by JJ was it was going to be the opposite of the Vader storyline where he would start yeah. off confused and unsure about his dark side and then by the end he would be a full-fledged bad guy which i think yeah he was it was it was the light side that was trying to draw him in and he was resisting it so yeah it was it was that flip which i thought was great that would have been a really really great idea but they yeah they shit the bed with him yeah and i mean who knows what if they would have stuck with that initial plan for him what that would have meant about his parent i mean the fact that like that was the idea for him 
and he was taking steps definitely towards becoming full-fledged Darkseid when he offs his old man. But had Carrie Fisher not unfortunately passed away, where does she fit into it? At what what part does she play? Do they kill off the character before nine? At by the end of nine, who knows? What is that? Maybe she dies, and that's what he goes. I've got nothing left, and does commit to the dark side. Either way, it, I feel like for me, just being you know maybe wanting a you know a happy ending to some extent that Anakin slowly turned to the dark side. For looking chronologically speaking, Anakin starts light, goes dark. Luke comes along is light, always remains light, brings Anakin back. So it's always a happy ending. Then you've got Kylo. He's the next generation of Skywalker. Starts mixed, goes dark, stays dark. That's the end of the bloodline. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I know that we like to say as far as like looking at the grand franchise that it's not just about the Skywalkers, but do we really have to kill off the bloodline and go, yeah, it all ended badly in the end. So um, mm. anyway... That was a that was a nice experiment. Um, even if you would have left Luke alive by the end of it, even Leia too. It's like, well, they're old and they're going to die eventually anyway. And then yeah. any children that came after them fell to the dark side. And I guess that's the end of that bloodline. And we're going to have to look elsewhere. I mean, who knows? Maybe that would have been alright. But yeah, poor. I feel sorry for Daisy Ridley uh, because none of those none of those characters were the problem with the sequel trilogy and you look at any one of them in particular and you could go oh well you can see where they got fucked over like with finn what was kind of teased or maybe promised by the end of that movie where his character might have went could have went and then by the end of it they didn't really know whether they wanted to commit him to being either force sensitive or a co-lead or whatever it might have been taking away some of the shine off somebody else i don't know and so he just sits there screaming ray's name for two movies yeah and then you get poe who was supposed to die in the first act of force awakens they don't kill him off people love him in force awakens but by the time they get to the second film you've got ryan johnson who's written it based on the original treatments of the seventh one going i don't know what to do with this guy so we're not going to do much with him and so they do what they do with him and then they jj comes back in nine kind of makes him what he had him in the seventh film and he's just like a fun pilot and i i really i liked him but there wasn't enough to him to i'd probably give oscar isaac enough um you know meat to chew on to want to come back with it and poor old ray it's like yeah that they they kept teasing with her, her heritage, her parentage, and it's like by the end of it, it's like, really? That's what you were? Is that what you were told to do from the start? No? Okay, so you've just been thrown to the into the corner and just having a face of anything that's coming at you, and then at the end, thanks for your time, you know, go deal with the hatred of the fans for the next 20 years and regret everything that happened to you. So I'm glad that she wants to come back. She could have gotten money to come back two years after. So if it is a money thing, I'm sure it is a little bit, she could have done that straight away, but the fact that she yeah. wants to come back and do something... And and hopefully whatever plan they've thrown her way uh, for probably the first time ever as far as her and this franchise goes, hopefully it actually goes somewhere. And I'm, I'm saying it's yeah. not going to be the end title, but I like the working title for what it suggests and um, that things are things are moving. Yeah, yeah. look, I'll, I'll die on the hill that she should have been a Kenobi instead of a Palpatine. That, that, that would have mm. had the emotional resonance at the end for her to take the skywalker name because the yeah. Kenobis and the skywalkers have been entangled together. for generate, yep. you know, for so long. Um, they're never getting John Boyega back into, for this for this new Ray film. Like he's pretty. Nah. Like it would take a lot, several <laughs> truckloads of money, as well as a guarantee, like script approval, basically, mm, before mm. he would even hint at that. Looking at that, um, because yeah, he. I think he would need to be part of that Jedi Order as a you know um, someone training to be a Jedi to pay yeah. off 
you know, in the same way we've spoken about, I think even last week, the same way Clone Wars helped bridge those gaps in the prequel trilogy, this mm. could obviously fill in some of the, the stuff they stuffed up. Um, but if John Boyega refuses to come back, I would very much love to hear, you know, in a, in a, in a line of dialogue that uh, Poe and Finn madly in love have run off into the sunset <laughs> together to you know be together and that's why they're not in the new ray film i'm like great yeah. that gives that because that's what should have happened in those films anyway <laughs> they were in love the whole time oh jesus can you can you imagine like wasn't there a which movie was it that was it rise of skywalker right at the end in the celebration of defeating the emperor for good this time hopefully and ending the first order and every like it's the, the entire franchise on a theatrical sense had kind of come to a, a point in terms of natural end this three saga three saga films whatever it's done and you have two female characters share a split second kiss as part of the mad celebrations where everyone's hugging everyone's jumping up and down everyone's kissing each other but two women do and all of a sudden it's like Disney's gay agenda has to stop. Why are you shoving this down our throats? And I'm like, yeah, let's just go back to the... Uh, is straight agenda a thing for, this, for the other 99.998% yeah. of the film? That there's, What are you talking oh. about? Like, Can you imagine if they would have went, hey, you know him? We're going we're gonna to stick this beautiful brown man and this beautiful black man together and they're going to be a thing and you're going to like it. Mm. Um, that would have been magic. <laughs> just I, just worth it, it was, worth it for the chaos, you know. It was queer coded through the whole thing, like you know that embrace when they finally see each other again when they when they thought Poe was dead. The fact that he's wearing the man's jacket, yep. you know, it's yeah, it's completely queer coded. But just speaking of that is <laughs> as, as just as a as a I guess Disney Plus adjacent when the trailer for X Men ninety seven dropped and and mm. Morph is um. Uh, is is back as a main character for this one, having you know been in the originals and and off and on, you know if you're not familiar, he's a mystique character. He's a he's a shapeshifter. He can change to any yep. form he wants. You know, in the original '90s cartoon, you know he's he's Jubilee for an episode. In one episode, he's Rogue flirting with Gambit. You know, you know that kind of thing. Well, I and I didn't even see it in. The, it's not even in the trailer, but apparently in one of the yeah. treatments they've referenced that Morph is now going by they them pronouns. Yeah, and it was going. Or X Men's gone woke, and I'm like, <laughs> mate, mate, have you have you just... never watched an X Men cartoon? Do you not understand what it's <laughs> allegorically about? Like it's Can gone you, woke. Like... They they didn't give Rogue her fat ass anymore, and yeah. and uh, uh, Morph is now a they them. I'm like, oh, tell me you weren't paying attention without telling me you weren't paying attention. Like I know when that happened, it was only mid February, in a year that's got a lot left in it we've got an american election coming up at the end of the year we're going to see a lot of stupid stupidity on both sides of the argument on that alone and yet already we might have a top contender for the dumbest discourse online for 2024 when the argument became when did the x-men become woke like fuck me as far as dumb things humans could say there was a great meme I saw today and it's like, it shows you the flashback scene of Rogue's like abusive racist father and mm. like her upbringing. She's like, like how can people say that X-Men is woke when Rogue's, when Rogue's father was clearly, we know where he was January 6th. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could tell from the look of him. They went just by looking at him, you know where he was that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it just, uh, it, 
baffles me. The other bit, uh, it's it's hardly news. It's just almost more of a, like a teeny tiny update. It's a good confirmation. It's not necessarily even anything to do with you because you're not on the gaming side, but um, and I not very much either. But I'm excited about the news because EA finally come out and confirmed that a third Star Wars Jedi is in development like the second one came out nearly a year ago and very quickly people like well i mean obviously you got to have a third one going like everyone loves the character everyone loves the series um i mean you've got a a a great you know young actor not not that he's young young but uh cameron monaghan obviously um you know bunch of seasons of shameless and everything else behind him and everyone's like well he's got all the uh possibility of being able to show up in live action anyway so let's keep this character going there was no confirmation the game was in development Obviously, it was going to be the case that it was. They've actually come out and said that it was. And he's even commented in the last week saying, you know, that he absolutely would play the character in live action, but it would have to be under one condition. I'm like, oh, I better click on this story. And what do you think he said? Only one condition if he was to um, uh, adapt his his uh, animated or, or game character for live action. What is, uh, what's the usual standard line that an actor says if they're going to come back and do anything? Oh, I, I, I was going to say... Um... None of, none of the sexy skin mods that they give that character in the, in the game where he's running around in a pair of underwear. Um, in, a, assuming, in a mullet in the second I'm one, obviously. A good story? A good story? He wants, yep. he wants a good um, story? Let me just go to the page. There was one that said yeah, it would have to be... There's one quote. It would have to be right. Oh, yeah. Brilliant stuff. A story worth telling. Yep, yep. Uh, and it, but the, the quote actually did expand, which I was happy to see. Uh, by that, I mean it has to continue the story or the character in some way. I don't want him to just kind of show up and stand around and be there. I want him to mean something and for there to be a significance for the character itself. So it would have to make sense. But in the right context, then, yeah, absolutely. So I like the idea that he's expanded on it to the point where he's like, I don't want to be a cameo in Ahsoka Part 2, right? I don't want to just yeah. show up so people who play the game oh my god i know that guy in the bar there it's got to be more than that which he could absolutely do and earn a paycheck for so i like the idea that um you know i mean it's a bit of a tough time period to feature him in because cameron monaghan has to look like he does like in his like late 20s i guess slash early 30s whatever his uh, his range would be and the games exist i mean around about the same time as the obi-wan kenobi series but uh, I mean, how much do you want Obi-Wan if we're going to get a second season of that to be like continually meeting other Jedis for them to mm. him show up in 10 years' time for A New Hope and tell Luke, hey, you're the only one around. Um, you almost want him to don't meet other Jedis so that there's the possibility for them to live on and for Obi-Wan not to be even more full of shit. So no, I've, anyway. I've, I've not played any of those games, so I, I've only seen little snippets here and there on YouTube and, and TikTok and stuff like that. So yeah, I have, I have no idea about the actual storylines of the games or when it's set or anything about it. But yeah, people love it. And I love Cameron Monaghan. He's great. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm down for it. I'm actually going to flip the script on you. Uh, that is not the piece of news that I thought you were going to bring. I mm-hmm. have a piece of Star Wars news for you. Let's go. Uh, one day ago, as of recording, if you check out the Instagram page of one Ahmed Best... Oh, I there saw is this a... come through and I haven't read about it. What's going on? There's a picture of him in a mocap suit. I'm just showing you now. Yes, yes. Now, the caption is what's most interesting. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Hashtag mocap. Hashtag Star Wars. Hashtag Jar Jar Binks. Hashtag Jedi. Hashtag... Sith Lord. <laughs> Stop it. Stop Hash- it, Ahmed. Hashtag Keller and Beck. Hashtag Activision. So it's going to be for yeah. a game. It's going to be for a game. <laughs> um, but just, and everyone's losing their minds over the fact that it's 
Hashtag Jar Jar Binks, hashtag Sith Lord. Oh, he's, oh man, he is trolling like some of the best there. Yeah, love it. So good. I was having a look. The, uh, what was the, what was the second to last one? So, oh, Keller and Beck, obviously, that was his, um, his character, his character right in Mandalorian. Uh, the, the Mandalorian, right. Yeah. Okay, but obviously he doesn't need mocap for that. So with Jar Jar, I mean, well, if, I mean if it's for, for, a, for a game, he would like for games. They they put him in those full mocaps and do yeah, and do that's that true. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, like for Last um, of Us, that was they were in full mocap suits yeah. acting the, the all the yeah, cut yeah. scenes. So I was just, yeah, I think I was so stuck he, on the he, live action thing there for a second. But you're right. Yeah, if it's he a could game be doing thing, both. Just, yeah, if it's for, yeah, for a game, true. he could be being Jar Jar and Kellerin in in the same game. Yeah, you never I'm just know. thinking of like because there is the um, the, uh, the Scoundrels game coming out uh, this year, which looks pretty fucking cool to be honest. Like you're a uh, you know you're just a a rogue scoundrel. Uh, you're a, you're a Han Solo uh, without the commitment to uh, to fight alongside the Resistance, and uh, and it looks pretty cool. I mean, whether or not. A Keller and Beck would uh, have a have a purpose showing up in in there somewhere or uh, or Jar Jar. That'd be kind of interesting. But other than that, I um, I mean that that, that game's probably very close to being further on down the uh, away from getting someone in a mocap suit. So um, I wonder I wonder what uh, what else has been worked on to uh, to throw him in there. That's fine. Yeah. Well, Vanessa Cater. Mm. Who is someone? She says she, uh, her in- Instagram account says she's a SAG actor, stunt girl, personal trainer on Winter Soldier, Obi Wan, uh, Picard, Jumanji, Next Level. She's commented, "Um, you're a big tease," and he's <laughs> commented a bunch a bunch of devil emojis. So I tell you what, he is uh, Kathleen Kennedy's got to sort of tighten those, uh, or Dave Filoni. He's got to take some take some advice off uh, Kevin Feige. Can you imagine? If like, I mean, where would we, where would we go? Someone from the early days of the MCU decided to post a picture of themselves without naming the project and going, I thought I was out back in, get ready and post that on their own social media. Kevin Feige would have them killed. Yeah. And you think it's all under the Disney umbrella. So they just obviously operate very differently. Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm, they're a little a little bit more relaxed. I mean, we know how secretive things are for Star Wars, but the fact that Ahmed has went and Mark Ruffalo'd himself and just like posted <laughs> shit online. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was good to see that guy get some love too when he did show up in, uh, yeah, in Mando true. and he be the one to save Grogu. That was really cool. And and whoever, you know, wrote and directed that episode and I guess, you know, the Favreau and Filoni behind it all and saying, hey, whatever we do with him, make it fucking awesome. And he was, you know, picking up dual wielding yeah. lightsabers. He's taking out a shit ton of clone troopers and looked really, really cool. The choreography was great. And you're left wanting to see more of that character, whatever he may do. So I'm glad that they uh, they threw some love his yeah. way too. Well, to bring it to bring it all the way back around, maybe with that Ray thing, um, Rose will get her flowers as well. <laughs> Rose will get her flowers. That was unintentional, but maybe maybe so, yeah. Rose will finally get the love she deserves as well. Well, that's it for the uh, for the news. Of just the little bits and pieces that I wanted to uh, touch on. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Bad Batch. I mean, we're we're daylight watching it and talking about it because uh, while it was dropping on Disney Plus, you and I were in uh, another part of the universe on the planet of Arrakis, watching June Part Two across so- the universe. Oh, sorry, wrong, wrong. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he, we're just so busy in our spacefaring adventures, Matthew. Instead of watching mm. Bad Batch Episode 4, we're watching June Part 2. That's done. That's a conversation for another day, other than other, just to say it's good and go watch it on the cinema. 
So um, many sand screens. planets, so little time. I know, right? <laughs> just just when you thought you were out of Tatooine, Arrakis yeah. pulls you back in. But <laughs> uh, yeah, episode four of uh, season three of uh, The Bed Batch, a different approach. And my first thought watching the first uh, five or six minutes of this episode uh, was, oh, okay, I see why we got the first three together. One, they flowed on, but also it's like, we need to give you a big hit because episode four is going to be a little bit of not a, not so much filler as it is like filler follow-up that i felt like okay we're gonna watch this and very little if any is gonna get us somewhere new and already i'm just waiting for episode five and, and look come the end i i enjoyed it i enjoyed what it was like the idea of you know omega and, and her place within the team even with someone like crosshead and and you know he just wanted to go out all guns are blazing and shooting people and she's trying to take quote unquote a different approach um but just how those sort of personalities interact and how she's able to stand up you know even though she's this younger different version of themselves which always like is weird and just to cut straight to the end where she sees Rekka Rekka and runs up and they just embrace each other and I'm like oh it's so weird that you both basically share the same genetic like for almost like you're you're almost the same person but just different slight variations in the cloning process that's so weird and you're all obviously different people get your different personalities and stuff I get all that but yeah her sort of existing just in a little relationship and 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 mission for lack of a better word with that uh, with crosshair and you know we're dealing with you know sheriff of the week or bad guy imperial of the week and it's sort of like guys I'm, i i don't want to feel like i did in the last season of of clone wars but we've only got limited episodes here can we not move along a little quicker did we really have to break down on a planet just so that we could gamble to make money to lose money to then beat the bad guy anyway and yeah. eventually meet up with the rest of the crew that we could have done five minutes after the episode started and then had whatever that reaction's going to be at the beginning of next week. Could we not have had that? Like what happened today? How much of that? And I'm not saying none of it was important, but how much of that is really going to be a big driver um, But in, in the relationship between Omega and crosshair that we needed to dedicate an entire episode to it yeah i i i agree with a lot of that i think yeah the first half of the episode i was a little bit like oh what are we doing and then you know when the person there's like oh you got to bring me thirty thousand credits i'm like it gave me that you know the the some of the criticisms the mandalorian has had where it's oh it's the side quest of the week it's we have Mm. to we wanted to go there and do this one thing we then have to go and uh, source something and, and uh, what do they call it in gaming? You've got to like resource mine or whatever, yeah, a certain yeah. thing to then bring it back to get the thing that you need. It wasn't as redundant as I thought. Like I thought, you know, that person was going to give them a mission to go and mm. get the $30,000. So I did like that it was Omega having a bit of, um, I guess, or just in, her, in her character, like she mm. she was taking charge and being like, no, I've done this. I've hustled before. I can do this. I'm going to get us this money, you know? Yeah, that was really cool. Let's like sit at the table, just like acting completely independent. It was like Crosshair may as well not even been in the same room and she was just owning the room and owning these grown-ups and these very dangerous people. And I thought, okay, this is like, if nothing else, it was doing stuff for her own character as an individual. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, playing into how how much she's grown. Like she's not this naive, you know, person mm. who's lived who lived on Camino her entire life. Um agency that was the word i was looking for not urgency she's right. sort of, you know 
giving herself some agency. Um, and yeah, playing into the fact that she knows people are going to underestimate her because she 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 looks like a little girl, but mm. you got to remember, like she's older than the rest of them. Yeah. Because she didn't have the advanced aging, you know? Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. she's actually, she's naive, but she's older than the rest of them. Yeah, it's wild, yeah. So that that's a fun little twist on that. So I like that. I think it might have been a moment just for us as an audience to, I guess, like Crosshair again. Mm. You know, for the last that's two true. seasons, yeah. he's, he's been a villain. And it looks like he's, he's finally going to be, you know, uh, brought back into the fold. Mm. Um, I was worried at the end that we weren't going to get the meetup. Like mm. if it had, if it had ended with her going, oh, you know, I've set the transmission, we're going to meet up with them somewhere. I was like, oh, so, but the that last scene actually saved it for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we actually got that that moment, and it that was a great place to end it because it's like Omega has forgiven Crosshair for all the stuff that he's done mm. because you know they were together in that prison for you know months and months and months. We didn't see a lot of that stuff of. Omega trying to reach out and, and, you know, bonding with, with Crosshair because she knows him. Um, mm. So obviously, you know, now Wrecker and Hunter have to, you know, process their issues with, with Crosshair because he's, he's either going to go out on his own or he's going to tentatively re- rejoin the team because he's literally got nowhere else to go. Yeah. Um. So I think it was, yeah, it was mainly a little bit of that character building there. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mind it. It wasn't too side questy. We got that, you know, the emotional thing at the end. Um, it was weird, you know, that um, Echo wasn't there. Uh, I still find it weird that Echo's off with Rex. Like, why isn't mm. you know, you know, I still didn't buy the whole thing from last season where Rex was like, "Well, I'm I'm not going to join you guys full time because I'm just a mm. normie. I'm not I'm not a yeah, yeah. I'm not a 99er. <laughs> so I'm going to go and do my own thing." But it it does make sense in that you know Echo and Rex obviously had a, a much longer um, friendship. Uh, mm. than, than he does with the others. So it's it would be given that, you know, the whole sort of impetus of, of the Bad Batch show was the discovery that Echo's alive. And, yeah. you know, I, th- I thought he was going to be much more the main character, given mm. that we we as viewers were with him for so long during the first, what, I want to say three seasons of um, yeah. Clone Wars. I think it was somewhere yeah, during right. season three when he was when he was quote unquote killed. But you know, mm. he was part of that group, you know, that we've been following right to the end of Echo and Fives and mm. you know, you know, those all those sort of characters that, you know, we saw right through to the end. So no, I, overall I, I enjoyed it more once it got to the end. It, it might be a harder rewatch because yeah, that first half was a little was a little meh. Mm. But yeah, I'm glad they're not dragging it out and that we, we got the meet up this this episode. Yeah, and you're right. Like, I reckon you make a good point that we now have to see it from Wrecker's point of view, and 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 the crew that obviously they've come to meet up with. That if we don't get this episode, well, we already know how we feel about Crosshair because we're living it through the rest of the group's eyes. Yeah. We've seen and felt that betrayal for years now. Whereas if we get this episode we kind of sympathized him a little bit because there were a couple of chances where he could have went and left Amiga to herself to get killed, whatever the go was. Yeah. She, she threw, she threw that money at him and said, yeah. go buy your ticket and fuck off. I'm going to go rescue yeah. my dog. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to John wick this shit by myself. Yeah. Uh, take the money and run. And he didn't. So I think that was, that was a really important moment for Crosshair. Yeah. So now we get to sort of see it from more of a neutral place or, or in certain moments, yeah, seeing it from um, his side of the story, which you'll um, 
yeah which would be good and and even like once we saw them I'm like oh this is this is making it up because the music was really good in that scene i really felt that score and like you know the, all the star wars animated yeah. music is is outstanding kind of does like such a good job and um i just uh i thought okay this is a great scene already okay this is going to save the episode and then it cuts to black and i was like oh damn it we didn't even get one exchange it was just all just all looks and I'm like no no you know what i've got to be fine with that and i am fine with that and yeah now we get to see rather than a taste of it now and then the rest later whereas if you don't have that initial dialogue exchange then uh, next week then it doesn't feel complete so hopefully it will next week we get it all i i think he, i think if we got one episode a week and and we'd been doing this for a month already and mm. and we sat awake to next week for them to talk it would be a bit more annoying but given that it's yeah. technically only week two I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I did like that you mentioned the the Empire guy earlier, and it's like I'm glad he wasn't overly one note in that he was this, you know, pompous, chubby, you know, like overindulgent, mm. you know, sack of shit. I did like towards the end that he's like, you think I wouldn't figure it out? I've already called what's his mm. name, and he's already on the way. I thought that yeah. was a really nice thing to keep that urgency of, and then at the end of the episode for them to be like searching the the, the um, crash site yeah so it's like because yeah we still have another you know 10 episodes left of this season or whatever mm. so it's like yeah I, I want him to be right on their tail i want him to be not five steps on i want him to be one step behind because mm. he's referenced twice now that like you know he's got infinite resources he's got all the resources he could ever need the emperor yep. said whatever you need you've got it mm. um so it makes him feel like a, a little more of a real threat than if mm. he was you know if we don't see him again for another five episodes, it kind of, it does feel like, it, I think it would feel like we're treading water and we're just yeah. waiting for the finale and, and having filler episodes in. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, see where that goes. I did like the, um, when they let all the animals out in that, whatever that, it, they didn't really explain why they had so many animals there. I don't understand what that was about. But just like the, the Jurassic Park, it's a herd, you know, of those <laughs> like the little, the little like running dinosaur chicken things. I was like, that's yeah. a nice little, um, uh, Jurassic Park reference and then when the the thing opened up and it was going to be something big that you know was going to kill the the head mm. empire guy I thought it's going to be like a T-Rex type monster it's going it's to yeah. be a rank it's going to be a rancor or something like that and like no it was just like squid tentacles so I'm like that's fine yeah I'm glad they got to hold themselves back and not just like throwing it out there because yeah. they could yeah no like yeah. um Bryce Dallas Howard when she like fully just you know directed her first episode of Mandalorian and turned an ATST into a friggin T-Rex she gave it red glowing eyes <laughs> and I'm like okay all right we get it we get it you've you've done a Jurassic film it's fine <laughs> well next week uh next week's uh, another solo episode but the week after we get another double so um okay yeah nice. we can see what what fills out next week considering this is the first yeah solo episode of the season I would, so. I I would bet, and I would say next week's going to be a predominantly character emotion episode. It's going to mm. be Crosshair reconciling with the other two, and then maybe they, you know, bring because I mean Echo doesn't have a lot of I don't think hard feelings when it comes to Crosshair because they didn't really mm. have a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, so I don't think he'll have a lot of you know um, emotional baggage there, but I think there'll be a lot of emotional baggage, and then maybe the two parter will be old mate catching up with them now you know yeah. before before we get to the finale um maybe finding out the tech survived maybe you know maybe they yeah, pulled yeah, a, yeah. i mean in a, in a world where 
in a world where you know Clone Wars uh, Rebels were like, here, look, here's Luminara Unduli's body that we prepared earlier. Um, <laughs> as as a trap, you never know what uh, what these fucking empiricals are going to be doing. Yeah. So, and I did like um, the is it Batcha? It's hard to tell with the with the Kiwi accent, but I think Betcha. she's calling yeah Betcha her dog. Uh, it's very much giving me Bronx from um, Gargoyles, the Gargoyles cartoon. Oh yeah, how right, they had right, that. Right, yeah. That it's very much giving me that, and I'm like, okay, I'm down, I'm down. Yeah, it's just good. I mean, yeah, good that we're finally getting them back together because the fact that we can see the end. I know, like you said, we've got ten episodes, eleven episodes to go. We, you know, we've got time and, and you know, these shows have always done that sort of uh, relationship stuff really. I mean, they do action really well. They do everything quite well. That's what we love about them is that they don't really miss with these animated shows. But um, I would I would very happily sit there for an entire 25 minutes and just watch the three of them or the four of them talk it out. I think that would actually be amazing and probably something that I haven't looked at who's writing it next week, but you know, the showrunner Feloni or whatever has been dying to write since the season one betrayal. Just like, oh, we want to know what makes these guys tick and let's actually put them together after years of uh, of, of being and gone their separate ways to, you know, follow certain orders throw them into a room together where they're not going to kill each other because they want the same objective now and just see what happens. So, um... Well, yeah, I think I think we as an audience have kind of forgotten and maybe even the show has forgotten as well. Like the big reveal was at the end of end of season one mm. where they're like, oh, you know, Crosshair, we need to get, we need to get the, the chip out of you. It's your chip that's making you think these things. And he's like, nah, my chip's gone. Mm. And I'm still, I'm still, you know, spouting the propaganda. You know, good soldiers follow orders. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, I think, I think there's definitely a conversation we had with that. I wonder if, I wonder if maybe yeah, like they'll resolve all that, and while they're heading off to, you know, meet up with Echo and Rex or something like that, and maybe that might be the adventure of the week. Yeah. And they've, and they've got to learn to train. Maybe they've got to save Rex or save Echo, and and they've got to trust Crosshair. I think, yeah. I think, you know, he. He did have a in the same way last week. I was, you know, saying how like um, Echo and Tech had very much of an overlap in skill sets. It was hard to write mm. for. Crosshair has a very unique, he's <laughs> a very unique set of skills. Um, <laughs> so I think you know he he brings more to the group dynamic by having mm. a different set of skills to everybody else. So maybe it'll be a situation where like they have to trust him to do something because of his particular set of skills, and that'll be their way back in. And then maybe the two parter will be yeah, old mate catching up. And then we'll finally get the reveal of of what is so special about Echo, and we're mm. assuming maybe she's got some metachlorians or some kind of mm. you know force capability. Maybe that means we'll get some Gunji back, or yeah. you know maybe another Jedi. It did seem weird to have Gunji for that one episode. Like if we if we never see Gunji again, I'll be like, well, I'm glad it's confirmed that he survived Order yeah. Order sixty six. That's great. <laughs> that helps me yeah. sleep at night. Um, but also. I would like a little bit more to that. Mm. That would, you know, mm. a, little, a little bit more of that would be nice. Um, unless, you know, we just get a, you know, a live action, you know, adult Gunji showing up in um, Skeleton Crew or something like yeah. that. I'm fine. I'm fine with yeah, that. Not upset with it. The world wouldn't be ready. The casual Star Wars fans would not be ready for an adult Chewbacca, essentially, with a lightsaber. They would just be like, what are you what is this? This doesn't happen. You guys have jumped the shark. It's like, well, we've got a couple of animated shows. I to mean, show you. one of the, one of the things that I will, I will completely forgive book of Boba Fett for was the introdu- introduction of the guy from, 
was he from the comics or a game or whatever? The the bounty yeah, the hunter comics, Wookie, Black Chrysanthemum, yeah. Yeah, he he had like brass knuckles or whatever. He was like a Wookie yeah. with brass knuckle. I'm like, I'm about that. I'm about that. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, give me give me give me an adult Gunji. Yep. That'd be fantastic. Not too much to ask for, Bad Batch, but uh, one episode. Maybe not squeezing in next week, but we'll uh, we'll otherwise see. Episode 5, Bad Batch, uh, next week. And uh, that's it for episode 2 of season oh, 2. Oh, it's called, uh, it's called The Return. Oh, shit. Well, you've just, I mean, you've, yeah, you've you've written it out before you saw that. Oh, you've, bitch. you've spelled it out. Bitch, I'm fucking, I am one with the Force. The Force is one with me. Can't <laughs> is there a I synopsis just, out already? I can't believe I just quoted Rogue, Rogue One. Yeah, well, so eventually eventually you'll come around, mate, that it's amazing. No, so. there's, there's nothing. I'm just on IMDb and like my prediction for like the single episode and then the two-parter. Mm. Well, episode five is titled The Return. Episode six and seven are entitled Infiltration and Extraction. Ah, shit. Called it. Called it. I'm one with the force. And? The force is one with me. Uh, that's it. Maddie is writing the Bad Batch uh, for the rest of the season. You heard it here next uh, first. Next week, we'll review what happens, and then Maddie will tell you what's going to happen the week after. Okay, well, ep- episode nine's The Harbinger. That could be Gunji. Um, <laughs> oh, episode, episode 12 is Juggernaut. That could be Gunji. Um, episode 15, the final episode The cavalry has arrived That could be Gunji Calling it <laughs> Calling it <laughs> Gunji's got his own spin-off, mate It's happening Oh, don't Don't toy with me I, uh, <laughs> the, the way that I would watch the shit out of that You have no idea Get into Geek